This is the 117 Podcast with your host, Rafael Hernandez. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the 117 Podcast. So, guys, thank you very much once again for all the support. It's been overwhelming. I can not talk about this enough. It's been incredible. It's it's over 1,000 downloads for every every episode since we launched. It's very good, and I'm not counting the YouTube views too. Thank you, guys, and it's it's good to see that uh, Barcelona and the Barcelona fans wanted a different kind of podcast and that's what we are bringing you we are going to be talking politics as we have already talked and once again thank you chris and tana for all of your wonderful editing to demeter for his wonderful advice and a lot of thanks to arian too for his support on social media for the big help that he's been giving me over the past two weeks So, if you're interested in supporting the podcast or me directly, you can open the Patreon link and you can commit like a small fund of $5 per month and that would be amazing support that would be that would be a great help to bring more quality to this podcast from equipment to helping me give back to those that are directly helping me making this podcast a reality. I want to welcome FCB historian. Yeah, it's the third it's the third podcast on the road that he's featuring and he's likely going to become a mainstay over here. Absolutely. Hey brother, and thank you for having me on once again. So, let's begin about the main discussion of this podcast. We are going to be talking about what we would we do in the board's place right now. So, they have basically wrecked the club. We are in heavy financial difficulties but we still have a season to play we cannot dodge it so let's talk about what we would do in their place first of all we need to establish a few ground rules if we were the boards we we had just appointed Koeman as a coach so we can't simply remove Koeman and appoint any other kind of coach Messi is staying and there is no money to make any kind of signings this season so we are going to talk about a few potential signings but only if a lot of the wage bill is cleared so it's not going to be easy but let's talk about the goalkeepers first we have Terstegen who's injured and likely out until November something that greatly worries us we have Neto as the unsuccessful signing and unsuccessful backup keeper and we have the incredible incredibly potential potential to be a great goalkeeper in Aquipeña as the three options yeah i think uh ter stegen's injury is a major uh blow to us really especially after the uh what we've been through at the end of uh, the season and i think going into the season where we're looking to redeem ourselves once again this is uh unwelcome news And NATO is unproven, as you said, which is why I'm in favor of bringing in uh, an opinion and, and, and giving him more of a, a starting role. So I guess that would be my bet. But uh, again, NATO is the more uh, experienced keeper, so I would, I would stick with him for the time being until Ter Stegen recovers. Yeah, the problem with NATO is that he hasn't shown 
any kind of quality since he, he signed for Barca. Very different from what we, we saw from Silesin during his backup years, years at the club. He was incredible. But we, we have to go for experience, especially in the first few months of the season, because you already know that it's going to be a difficult season. Imagine, imagine without Ter Stegen, who basically, he likely saved us from having at least 15 or 20 less points that we had on the league last season. He was incredible. And let's be honest, the only way that we could replace him until he returns, it would be the case that we had an Oblak or, yeah, basically Oblak or Ederson or Allison. So there, there was no way that we, we could have a backup like that. So the first few, uh, first few months until Mats is back is, are, are going to be about struggle. Unfortunately, yeah, I think Inaki Pena is too raw to be thrown into the fire like this. But it would be good of Poiman to at least try to introduce him a little bit. So let's say that Barca are leading by a few goals, bring him on and this kind of thing, because it's good for us to recall that Inaki Pena was the most highly rated La Masia goalkeeper of the last 10 years. He was incredible at youth level and he can show this kind of level in the for the first thing too. I'm confident of that, but let us recall that the only way that he can show us that he can do it uh, for the first thing is that he has to play. He has to play and he has to acquire experience. So I would say that he needs to become the the backup keeper for not the, the, the season that is, is happening right now, but the next one. I would say that he he's deserving of the trust. And we already know that the board was trying to sell Neto, but without finding any buyers. So... It's difficult that way too. So for the for the goalkeepers, I would say we wouldn't change anything. Honestly, the standout issue is um, the situation surrounding uh, Ter Stegen's renewal. So the rumors that have been uh, sort of uh, floating around is the fact that uh, Ter Stegen is demanding a uh, successful sporting project. Some something along the lines of uh, what Messi's been, uh, you know, uh, demanding of the board. So it wouldn't be unrealistic to assume that there is, you know, a um, even the slight possibility of him, uh, you know, moving to a different team. So we need to be, we need to be on the lookout, and uh, that's where you know uh, Kuman's uh, strong record or strong track record of promoting uh, youngsters needs to come in handy, because with Pena now you have an up and coming keeper who's who's uh, talented, as he said, is one of the best uh, keepers La Masia has seen. In recent, in recent years, especially, he needs to be given the chance, and and it's about you know making that sort of bold decision to to play him ahead of the more experienced guy. So, yes, I'm leaning more towards that. I think I'm I'm sort of like uh, you know um, not really. I mean, I'm, my mind's not made up, but I wouldn't really I wouldn't sign someone. I'd rather promote from within. So yeah. Continuing with the defenders, it's good for us to start with the fullback. So the biggest problem right now at Barcelona is without a doubt the fullbacks. Because when you when you look at the the best teams in the world right now and Real Madrid, you you can clearly see that they, they have wonderful fullbacks. When you look at Liverpool, they have Robertson and Trent. You look at Real Madrid and they have Carvajal and Mendy. 
and you have a yeah, and you have at City they have a problem with the left back, but Cancelo has been performing relatively well for them recently. Walker has stepped up, so it's a big problem, and it's the it's the issue that the board is unlikely to be addressing this summer. We have we have Jordi Alba, Sergio Roberto, and Junior Firpo and Semedo. So basically, out of these four players. Not a single one of them has performed at a, at a decent, at a good level, at a reliable level for Barcelona. So if it was up for us, and let us recall that Barca doesn't have the money, it would be all about scrapping the entire fullback uh, line lineup in the squad and bringing new ones. But it's not that easy. Firpo was a botched signing. Hard to, to understand what happened with him because he was a good prospect. But there's the case too of uh, of an, a wonderful article that was written by the Athletic a few weeks ago, where they said that the the data department of Barcelona insisted that Firpo was going to flop, and the one for Barcelona to sign was Mendy, who who joined Real Madrid, and I think they were right. It's uh, it, once again the board didn't listen to the to the professionals, and it led to another poor signing. Firpo was offered to Inter and Barcelona was offering Firpo to Inter as part of the Lautaro Martinez deal, saying that Firpo was valued at 40 million euros. Let us be honest and say that Firpo wasn't worth, uh, I would say, even 20 million right now. Same for Sergio Roberto and Alba. And Semedo hasn't done well recently too. The only advantage that Semedo has is that he is the best fullback of the four poor fullbacks that we have at the club right now and that his agent is Jorge Mendes. So if he wants to leave, if the board wants to make cash with him, I would say sell Semedo. It's what I, I would do. I would sell Semedo. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I would, I would go ahead and like, uh, um, as I said, as you said, I mean, just, just restart with, with a, a whole new set of, of fullbacks. And, you know, one thing that's been lacking, and that's the biggest difference between uh, Barca and, and and the other top teams that you've mentioned, is that their fullbacks are actually attacking outlets. You know, when you when you when you give them the ball, they're actually they 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 are actually capable of coming coming up with solutions or, or, or you know creating chances and creating openings. Whether it's it's carrying the ball forward or whether it's just combining with 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 teammates to create openings. You know, they're intelligent and they're in, they're capable of of of, of such you know um, such uh, you know uh, roles. So, um, but what has our fullbacks really? They're, they're they're athletic. Athletically, I think you can't fault, fault you know these guys, you know, but they're not up to the task in terms, uh, you know, in terms of those, uh, in terms of fulfilling those roles that I've mentioned. So that's really that puts a lot of the um, uh, burden to create on Messi, uh, you know, where you know, and I think only one guy, you know, that really um, in the final third combines with Leo's Alba, but you know, he's he's incapable of providing. Anything else aside from the runs that he makes, so all the, those those uh, you know, occasionally could uh, good uh, cutbacks, you know, that often result in a in an assist or something. So at the end of the day, you know, we're we're not really up there in terms of our you know fullbacks, and and it needs to be said. But you know, there's the issue of us not having money. So uh, yeah, 
Yes, yeah, so let's say that Semedo is sold for 50 million euros because his agent is Jorge Mendes and we can't underestimate the, the best and the greatest agents in the world because that w that's who he is. I'm not, I'm not talking about morals here, I'm talking about business. So if he was sold, uh, I would say that the best possible fullback signings uh, were, were going to be Dest, you know, Sergino Dest, he... He is an American. He currently plays as a right back for Ajax, and he could be signed for twenty million or twenty-five million. He could be could be signed, and there are already some rumors at uh, close to Barcelona that the club is trying to get him on loan with an obligatory option to buy. It's not clear yet if this is true or not. Better to wait for more reports. But he, yeah, he could be he could be a good outlet. I wouldn't say that he would be a surefire signing. Absolutely not. I think that many people still overrate Dest. But yeah, he, he would be, he would do a better job than what Semedo and Sergio Roberto have done recently. And when you look at the left-back position, I would say that Firpo needs um, more chances because right now Barca doesn't have anything to, to lose anymore. He's already uh, a dud. So it's best if if he's given more chances. Maybe he breaks through. Why not? We can, because he was very good at uh, at Betis when he was playing with Setien. So we can forget that. And for the left back position, one player that I really like is Robin Gosens. He's a, he's German, but he's currently playing for Atalanta. He's not that old. He's twenty seven year old, but he could be a, a really good signing. He wouldn't cost much. I would say that twenty. To 25 million could sign him could be could be enough to sign him pretty much like what Leicester did with with Timothy Castagne who who they signed from Atalanta but he was he's a right back and he scored on his debut so so you can say that Atalanta has many good players as a consequence of what the their coach has done it's been incredible his work there so Another good option was going to be Cucurella, but he was sold to make bank. He was sold to Getafe just because the board needs money, so he's out of the question. Same for Miranda, who Koeman clearly doesn't rate, as we already have seen the reports. So if it was up for me, the fullback uh, lineup for next season in the best of terms, and if Semedo was sold, I would have Serginho Dest uh, on the right-back position, alongside Sergio Roberto as a backup, please. He would never start if, if, if it was up for me. I would have Robin Gosens on the left with Jordi Alba as a backup because right now it would be impossible to sell Alba. Unfortunately, Sergi Reguilon, he plays. He is a Real Madrid player. He's going to Tottenham, but he he could have been one hell of a signing by Barcelona. But let us not kid ourselves. There was no way that Florentino Perez was ever going to sell a Real Madrid youth player to to Barcelona. So that's that's just as daydreaming. It it was never going to happen. So it's out of the question. But I. I would like to mention this because he's a player that I really like and Tottenham are signing a very good left-back prospect. He was incredible in the Europa League campaign too. Yeah, it's uh, it's really crazy when you think that uh, Madrid has managed to make uh, so much money selling their uh, backup uh, fullbacks. So it's really <laughs> it's really funny when you look at the set of fullbacks that we have uh, at the moment. 
Yeah, right now we don't have a single good fullback, and they just sold a very, a fanta- I would say, a, a, a very good f- a left back for 30 million and with a buyback option. And they have Mendy too, who many people have overlooked this, but Mendy's first season for Real Madrid has been incredible. So, yeah. As for the defenders, right now we have at the club Piquet, who's undeniable the best centre back at the club, even with all of his flaws. And you have Lenglet, who's who's had some good seasons for Barca. He can do better, but he actually needs a part a partner that complements him better. You have Untiti, who honestly he is he is finished as a footballer. It's really sad to be <laughs> saying this, but he is finished. And honestly, the club can't even sell him. So if it was up for me, if I was the board, I would simply rescind his contracts, pay him part of it, and get this over with because he is finished as a footballer, and I and I even doubt that he could pass a a very a, a demanding medical checkup right now. Yeah, it's it's stuff like that, and let us be honest, no way that the the board has any money to to sign to sign any centre backs and Ronald Araujo. He is he's really good at Araujo. What what we have seen of, of him ha, has been nothing short of great. So I would say that he deserves to be the, the third choice center back because Eric Garcia isn't coming right now. He's going to stay at Manchester City for another year because Barca aren't going to pay uh, over twenty million, which is what Manchester City is asking of the club. And they and of course Manchester City doesn't need any money. So yeah, he's going to be staying put. Yeah, I I agree like really with the with Eric Garcia uh, being sort of uh, you know uh, not an option at the moment. But with uh, you know uh, Ronald Arojo, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, so I don't think he's um, he's up to the task. I may may have to disagree with you there. I think I've seen some some uh, you know performances from him that you know left a lot to be desired, uh, but this is why I think like for the time being it wouldn't be bad to keep uh, Todibo for just just for a few months uh, because you know the main issue now is that we 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 have no money so uh, you know just just to give uh, Todibo who again I don't think is 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 that great but just to give him the um opportunity to be our third option and then no problem yeah i mean arojo can be can be the fourth guy uh in the pecking order so yeah we may have to go into the season with with a with a soon to be 34 year old pk uh you know partnered by langley so uh yeah our defense by and large will remain unchanged after uh after the bayern game which which really beggars belief yeah, it's it's a very tough situation, and but there's no. I would say that Lengle and Piquet together are enough to last uh, an entire year uh, for Barcelona to win the league, the Champions League. Absolutely not, but I think they would be enough for the champion uh, for the, the league. And yeah, I actually had forgotten Todibo because I have a list of the Barcelona squad right now, and he is not even listed. Which is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, that's really unfair with the guy. I would say that he he had a couple of good months at Schalke, but then Schalke collapsed after the after the the return from the pandemic uh, during the Bundesliga matches. It was awful. So yeah, I would say that he he's the best option that we have available right now. Uh, 
I re- I really like what I've seen of Araujo, but uh, as FCB historian said, he he's not that he's not that that great. So, but anything is better than Umtiti right now. So we have to to take that into consideration too. <laughs> Honestly, Umtiti, yeah, yeah Umtiti. Umtiti is out of the out of the question. Yeah, right now. he he's not an option for anyone. You're listening to the One One Seven podcast. Okay, so for the next part, we have the midfield. Right now, the the midfielders that Barcelona have, the new signing Pjanic, which I think that he could come out really, really good. Let, let us not underestimate the guy. He, he didn't have a very good season uh, for for Juventus, but he's he's a he could be a, a really he could become a wonderful midfielder for Barcelona. I'm just not. I wouldn't say that I would be disappointed if he, he if he turns out to be a bad signing, honestly. But there's potential there, and he's already been signed. So let's hope for the best. You have the case of Hafinha, who who's likely who's likely to be sold to the Premier League. Let's hope that he does because he he's been he hasn't been a, a very good player for Barcelona, and the and the best Alcantara brother has been sold to Bayern six years ago. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's not easy, and you have Arturo Vidal leaving to Inter at last. It's a relief, and you have the situation of Pedri, who I think that he should stay with the first thing because how how this kid plays, he's unbelievable. He deserve he deserves the chance to spend the whole season with Barcelona. If Koeman gives him enough enough chances, I think that he deserves it. He deserves it. Car- Carlos uh, Carlos Alienia. Unfortunately, he's unlikely to be in Koeman's plans, but we have seen some positive reports that Koeman is actually liking what he's seen of Alenia. So we might see Alenia performing the the Wijnaldum role that Koeman wanted the Dutchman mm-hmm. to perform because there have been reliable reports. Actually, Liverpool has, has briefed the local media that Wijnaldum hasn't... Uh, Said that he wants to leave to leave to Barcelona, so he's likely to leave for free next summer. So yeah, the the big the what should have been the the first signing that Barcelona made after the bar match is not going to happen. And yeah, it's it's always like this, right? With yeah, this boy, with yeah. this born, absolutely, absolutely, all talk and zero substance. Uh, but really, Thiago would be fantastic. But you know, with the midfield being stacked at the moment. Uh, I don't think the club would prioritize the signing. Obviously, the lack of funds, um, you know, is the reason. But also the the board's unwillingness to admit defeat. You know, those are the two main uh, major obstacles, in my opinion. Uh, bringing him back, while beneficial for the club, um, you know, constitutes uh, an evidence of uh, defeat on on the board's part. Um, so yeah, uh, that's why I don't see it happening. I don't see. I don't. I don't think that you know they would. Uh, They'd be willing to accept uh, someone who, whom they referred to as a reserve, reserve player in 2013 when they sold him. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that the board are going to come back for him. But Thiago is our dream, and he he would only cost 30 million. And imagine signing the man of the match of the last Champions League final for 30 million. It would be an absolute bargain. And we have we have seemed to forgot that even if the midfield is stacked, I would still bring Thiago back because yeah, yeah, yeah because he would be he could be a player that would uh, would change our midfield. But yeah, it's unlikely to happen. Uh, that's unfortunate. And 
As for the other midfields that the club has right now, Busquets, who who will be taking a more a more of a bench player role, as Koeman has told him expressively. And of course, you have the the two most liked and most hyped midfielders at the club, which which is Hickey Puig and Frank Frankie De Jong. So these two, especially Frankie, I think this is going to be Frankie's season. He's going to start in front of the defense much like he did for Koeman for the Dutch national team. And he is going to be, I think this this is going to be Frankie's season. This is going to be his breakthrough season at Barca. He's going to show why he was signed for so much money. And I would say that he already had a, a 7 out of 10 season, but the Bayern match actually twisted all of our views of the players. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty tough situation. But as for the midfield, I wouldn't make that much changes because when you really look at the midfield, you you say you have Pjanic, you have Frankie, you have Puig, you have Busquets, you have Pedri. So these guys, I would say that the the club is is very well covered in that aspect. I wouldn't bring any other midfields, especially not Wijnaldum. Not because he's a, he's a bad player, just because he's not necessary at the club right now, especially when you look at the fullbacks. Yeah, I would say that the fullbacks are the the biggest problem that the club has right now. Yes, I I agree. And I think we're stacked, as, as you said. Uh, you know, even if we bring in uh, Wijnaldum, uh, you know, with, with uh, Koeman, uh, you know, uh, almost confirmed to be opting for a four-two-three-one formation. I don't see where he would fit in, really. In all honesty, I don't see him as a sort of uh, you know deep-lying midfielder. So the, the next available option would be to play him as a ten, and we all know who's uh, you know who he's going to be competing with uh, up there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's out of the question. Yeah, we we actually might see a, a messy. A bit, a bit closer to the midfield that he already was in the in the past few seasons. But yeah, Messi is Messi. Hey, I would say that no matter even if you play him as a centre back, he's going to be playing well. So that's the that's the least of our worries. And we go to the forward line. We have Suarez, hopefully leaving. He's not going to Juventus apparently because of passport issues, and Juventus want Dzeko, so he's likely going to to be the one the Bosnian is going to be signed rather than the Uruguayan. And you have Martin Brightwhite who was signed for God knows why. And he I would say that the board thought that they were good they could sell Brightwhite for for twenty million this summer, which was absolutely delusional from the start. He I would say he's likely to stay and he would be a, a good backup until you, you actually look at the other attacking options that Barcelona has right now. You have Griezmann, who, who's one of the most expensive forwards of all time. You have Dembele, who's also one of the most expensive wingers. <laughs> and then you have Trincão, who, who had one hell of a match versus Nastic. And you have Fatih, who, who's arguably the most incredible 17-year-old in, in, uh, in, in world football right now. So the front line is stacked. I'm really happy with the players that we have right now. We would likely have Griezmann playing as a nine if there wasn't 
another signing. You could have Bright White playing as a center forward too, or even mm -hmm. Ansumane Fati, because Fati used to play as a nine uh, at La Masia, so it's not beyond him to play that way. And we already have seen that his positioning is incredible. So yeah, I'm, com I'm really confident with this attacking line. And I was a big critic of Trincão signing because I didn't believe that he was going to be good. But what, what we actually seen of him in the Nastic match, I was really positively surprised. I would give him, I would give him a chance uh, to stay at Barcelona, even if even if Leicester were offering 50 million euros for his signing, I would. I would keep him right now because Leicester already changed the, their gears, their ideas. There's no going back to that. And of course, we have the signings Lautaro, who's not coming. His agent already confirmed it. And Barca didn't have the money. Inter were, were asking over 100 million. Was not going to happen. And the Depay signing, who was Depay was actually confirmed as a Barcelona player by the reliable. Uh, the Telegraph from Holland, from the Netherlands. So he was likely going to be a Barcelona player until uh, Aulas, who's the who's the owner of Lyon, basically tweeted on that person that Bartomeu told him there's no money, so they can't sign the pie <laughs> right now. So we might get to the point where no signings will be made this summer unless there are sales, which is something that La Liga is actually blocking the clubs from making. But Barcelona is blocked from making signings until there are more sales. So Barcelona is in a bind right now. Uh, yeah, there's there ain't going going to be any revolution with the squad because there's no money for that revolution, and that's it, honestly. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know uh, we've left out Coutinho as well, so that's another <laughs> issue altogether. But yeah, you're right on the money there. I think uh, you know if Suarez does leave, I think we we would still need a nine. Uh, you know, a number nine who's tenacious enough. You know, uh, even if he faults Suarez, I think he's he's one of the most tenacious sort of uh, you know uh, uh, forwards out there. Uh, good in terms of link-up play with Leo, his understanding you know of Leo's Leo's uh, sort of style is is, is uh, unparalleled. And you know, uh, he knows when to make those uh, runs into the area. So so you know, this is something that Griezmann lacks. Uh, Depay, as far as I know, is very physical. He's he's quite tenacious. He's uh, you know a very sort of uh, uh, intelligent forward. So in theory, that his signing you know makes sense. But of course, the lack of fun again. You know, uh, we've been exposed by the president of Lyon of all people. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just really uh, there's little to suggest that this might go through. But uh, yeah. Uh, and then with Kuman, uh, you know, going back to the continue issue with Kuman, like saying that uh, or being reported to uh, to have reassured them, you know, uh, you know, wh wh where do we go from here? Really, where does he, where does he come to, where does he fit into all this? Uh, is he going to play as a ten? Is he going to play as a you know uh, left leaning sort of forward? It's going to be it's going to be hard to tell at this stage. Yeah, we actually don't know what uh, the board and Koeman were thinking, which makes it a bit harder to understand to to actually plan if we pretend we were them. So that's <laughs> I would say that the board are rarely are rarely 
planning anything. So we have that. And yeah, you actually recall Coutinho because I had completely forgotten him. (laughs) Okay, Coutinho, the buyer player. Yeah, yeah, that's a guy, one of the most expensive signings of all time. And he can barely register when when we're talking about Barca's midfield. Good God. So yeah, there's Coutinho too. So maybe he will come out good because if he doesn't, Barcelona... There's no way, there's no one that wants to buy Coutinho. So, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, guys, it's it's going to be quite a tough season. But I would say that we are we are quite covered in the forward and the midfield lines. The most pressing signings should have been fullbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. A left back and a right back, without a doubt. And that's it. Let's hope for the best and... And see what happens in the coming weeks because the league is going to be starting soon, and it's up. It's up for it's anyone's guess what's going to happen. I would say that because we have Messi, Koima might cause a good impact. I would say that we have a good chance of winning the league. Why not? Yeah. But it's anyone's guess. We're going to have to wait and see because being pessimistic or, or optimistic right now doesn't make sense. We just have to see yeah. what happens. Same with the with the motion of censure. So, guys, I want to thank everyone for listening again for the support, and see you next Tuesday. It's going. The podcast is going to be released every Tuesday and every Saturday. So we're going to have a fixed release uh, schedule, and I want to thank FCB Historian for being here. To, again offering his insights yeah thank you bro it was a pleasure once again see you guys on social media take care this was the 117 podcast